Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to RB1 Colon of Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Fake News Podcast channel. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, and I am joined by some of the guys back for the first time in a long time. We have resident old man Clark Barnes and, of course, uh, the ginger woodsman, Nick Bodiford. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing great, Pete. So good, Pete. I just, you know, I just got some, like, technical difficulties, so I'm going to have to sign <laughs> up. I'll, what, maybe I don't. Oh, wait, wait. Nick could be in, could be out. I do. Okay. Nick is gone, but he'll be back shortly. Don't worry. He has what to go What an exciting adjust. open to the show. <laughs> you can tell it's going to be a good show when we're less than a minute in and there's already technical difficulty. Uh, Clark, how was your uh, Super Bowl Sunday? It was good. Super low-key. Got to watch the game. Uh, this is the first game that I've watched this season uh, live and with all of the commercials and boy was I right for not bothering to do that all year (laughs) and boy did it suck yeah yeah there were there was I'm trying to think if there were any stand standout commercials for for I'm not even commenting about like the dearth of good Super Bowl commercials it's just so exhausting to watch two hours of football over a nine hour span (laughs) yeah Especially with the Super Bowl where you add in. I always forget how long halftime show is. You know, they always run through like eight different songs and then that takes like 30 minutes. And it's always more time than anticipated. I'll yeah, say I took that. a little walk around the property intentionally. And I thought like, oh, crap, I definitely missed most of the third quarter. Nope, <laughs> just in time. For nope, the, got back yep. just just as the weekend was finishing up his mm-hmm. set. Uh, delightful. Well, good. Um, good we'll game, see. though. Enjoyed it, it was a good game. I I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was fully aboard the uh, the Tom Brady bandwagon, and uh, I have to say, I loved. I had here's my here's my super crushing. I thought it could happen given how well the the uh, Buccaneers defense played. I needed Shaq Barrett to get like one more sack and then some sort of turnover. Uh, I had money on Shaq Barrett winning Super Bowl MVP at I think his odds were plus 4,400 uh and I was like you know what the narrative is there and it and it played out to a certain extent because yes the Chiefs offense was completely stymied because of the fact that their offensive line was wildly banged up and thus uh so their offensive line was banged up but the Bucks defense has been legit for two years oh yeah Oh, the I mean, they were yes, and the Bucks defense got hot at the right exact yeah. time, and they so it couldn't really, have been a worse right. matchup for the Chiefs, and then they lost their best player. So it was yeah. a little from column A, a little from column B. I just don't want to take away from the Bucks defense, who that offense or that defensive line is legit, and they are super fast behind it. Yes. Also, shout out to Vita Vea for destroying his ankle and then somehow coming back in the same season and being a difference maker. So he got juked really hard 
on one play and I was a little tipsy. I was like, oh, you just pray that doesn't happen as a fat person for like your entire life in sports. And like, it was so bad. Oh, I don't know if you remember the play, but that just really struck out to me. Like as that, a chubby that, guy, you just never want to see that happen. Never want to see it happen. But uh, he was moving. Oh, here. And Nick is back. We will see. But yeah, I mean, like if, if the Bucks win and Tom Brady doesn't leave halfway through the first quarter, you know he's winning. Oh yeah, Super Bowl yeah. MVP. Yeah, I know, I know. And I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan either. I'm not. I'm not. Never has just, been. He's. I don't know. It seems kind of. Eh, I don't know. But obviously cemented his place as like no anyone who thought differently. No. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. No. There's. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> there's no argument. Yeah. Uh, Nick in exactly. 14 words describe your Super Bowl Sunday. Uh fairly calm pork and turkey sliders. Brady MVP. I made MV and separate words. Uh delightful. Ooh, that those sliders sound good. They All were. Right. Yeah. Did you make them yourself or were they? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. You, you, dear listeners, can't see this obviously because this is a, a audio medium. But we'll tweet this out. Nick is looking especially woodsmany. He, 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 you know what you're doing? You're exuding some crocodile Dundee vibes, and it, it works. It works for you. I've got a blade around here somewhere. Well, there you go. It's it's not a knife, or a, that was my horrible Aussie impression. Keep so. doing that. <laughs> And we're going to do the rest of that. No, no, no. All right. We have a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to continue our best free agency <laughs> landing spots this week with the wide receivers. Uh, but before we do, let's tackle the news. And talking about Super Bowls, it seems there might be a Super Bowl winning quarterback coming home. That is right. I, of course, speak of Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, who did what Patrick Mahomes couldn't and outdueled Tom Brady on the biggest stage. Uh, it seems like he is on his way back to Philly as the Eagles and Bears have a deal in place. Nothing is nothing is firm as of this moment, but these are rumors that have been uh, percolating uh, for Nick Foles to return to Philly along with a first-round pick, Anthony Cohen, for backup quarterback Carson Wentz. Clark, your thought on this potential trade? So Nick Foles on a first for Carson Wentz. Along with Tariq Cohen, which seems an odd addition so, so nick falls in a first exactly for carson wentz really it's a first round pick for carson wentz uh, man chicago just can't get out of its own way what do you do in chicago i mean there's a, so many you, clear and obvious quarterbacks out there that are we really trying to reclimate carson wentz carson wentz's value is really tough to gauge i think that you look f- to do like a second and a third maybe or like a second and a player but at first you're just you're putting a whole lot of hope into a 16 game span that was what two years ago that's tough Mm. so the Tariq Cohen part is really fucking weird I mean I, I so so he's off an ACL tear Boston Scott is a free agent this year I believe um, so I can see that as being the reason that they feel like they, they need another pat like primary pass catching back to join the, the backfield. Miles Sanders um, can't catch the football, right? Obviously, clearly. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, that's, that's what they've been doing the last, no, like, I know two years I, I'm not, this is just like, what are we doing? Eagles, Miles Sanders, right. can do both, let him do right. Both. 
It, yeah, I know it, it is weird to me that they opt for, um, like it makes more sense, I guess, that they would want, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Um, I was going to say <laughs> Jordan that's, Howard. Like That should be the could, complete conclusion of this trade is, is that no one, know, like, what do you make of it? Yeah, I intentionally it, feel like Tariq Cohen is not worth, it has to be just salary, right? Like, Yeah, I think it is just still in work. order to take on bonuses. He was re-signed a couple weeks before his ACL tear. And it, it, I mean, I think it was like pretty expensive for a backup yeah. running yeah. back. This is like in the NBA when there's like two people you've never heard of. And then you see the math and you're like, oh, that's why they were there. Okay. Right, right. That's that's why the deal was that yeah. deal was included. Um, so, yeah, Weird. so I guess the, the Bears are thinking that Carson Wentz is their their uh, their pick, their quarterback of the future, maybe the reclamation project. I mean, it's an upgrade. Sure. When they they're I think they just promoted John D. Filippo to their passing game coordinator, and he was I think the quarterbacks coach. Um, oh, and when Philly. yeah, in the Super Bowl season, so it was Peterson was head coach, Frank Reich was OC, and then I, I think D. Filippo, D. Filippo, I might maybe have him back. I he was like he was somehow involved specialist slash passing game guy. He was involved with with Wentz, so it, yeah, it makes sense why they're doing that. Um, sure but yeah then you have to you know ryan pace can't construct a roster and matt nagy so far doesn't look like he's a good coach yeah well one could make the argument to win so many games with nick Foles and mitchell trubisky shows that he's fairly or or the the coach of the year trophy that he has on his mantle i mean that also (laughs) also tends to prove that you're a decent that's like winning an oscar though like that (laughs) once Halle berry got hers for existing then that kind of ruined it for everyone else (laughs) Oh, Clark Loki shade always the 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 Halle Berry Loki shade from Clark. You have to you have to be a regular listener to know know that strain of thought. Have I done that uh, before to Halle Berry have. specifically? I think you I think you've had some Halle Berry shade uh, oh. in earlier shows. Somehow As a Southerner, there's nothing I love more than a backhanded compliment. So I'm sure I've done it to someone. <laughs> uh, moving on in the news, Dak Prescott is expected to get the franchise tag if a long term deal isn't found, which is just incredible given so the surprising. fact that. The franchise tag would cost the Cowboys $37 million after they just paid him $31 million. I'm glad Jerry Jones didn't sign him to a long-term deal uh, because, you know, got to save that money, Jerry. Got to save that money. And I heard uh, Andrew Brandt talking about this a couple of years ago on the Ross Tucker podcast. So, like, all of your contract negotiations now start with $37 million in year one. So if you're like, we're going to give you 75 million, that's not, then that's, you've made that nothing. And so that just makes it so complicated to get this deal done now, because anything other than 37 plus in year one is a non-starter for Dak Prescott in his camp. So I love to watch the Cowboys do this. This is just great. It's just purely idiotic. It's something where it, it, it's a, it's a roster construction strategy that, I just don't even comprehend what your thought is. Even if you think that Dak is like a top 15 quarterback, you still like quarterbacks is such a hard position to find. You just have to pay. You have to pay the guy. You have to keep him on your roster. And, and the fact that he's a top, you know, I mean, at the beginning of this year, he was what, like a top five quarterback, you could say uh, before he got injured. And now you're going to be paying him the franchise tag. Then you're going to have to work out a deal. And like Clark said, that deal is going to start baseline, like $37 million per year. That's, and that's now what you've got to sign on the dotted line that Jerry's going to do. I wonder if there's any kind of potential for a franchise tag and trade, Nick, do you think that that's on the board for the Cowboys as an attempt to, to try to like 
not have to make the uh, long-term commitment to, to Dak? Yeah, I, yeah, sure. I think that could be on the board. I don't know why. The fact that they aren't just signing him leaves every possibility open as to like them not actually committing to him, which is fucking bonkers. Uh, whether or not he was going to be a top five quarterback this year, he was going to lead. Uh, he was going to produce like a top five quarterback this year, and he was going to produce a, a top five offense. Um, I can. Do you, can, can you guys come up with a way where they're going to get someone who is as good as Dak Prescott by any like feasible means? I can't think of a scenario. Well, there's always like the 5% chance you get it in the draft. And we, we, I agree with you that you, you do have to pay him and fall victim to this, or at least I fall victim to this is thinking that we are really good at predicting things after seeing something really good happen. We just assume that is going to continue to happen. And we see this with quarterbacks and we're seeing this off season with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, uh, how that looks when that goes wrong. I mean, more Carson Wentz than Jared Goff, who we all kind of laughed when he got his deal, but, but both of those teams got out from under that contract, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a death knell to do it, but it is a death knell to not do it because now right. you have to, how much is Patrick Mahomes making this year? It's not 37 million, is it? No, I think that's the thing that, I think that's the thing that like blows my mind in terms of how Jerry Jones seemingly has approached this is that he feels like somehow that by paying Dak, he has put himself into this corner that, he doesn't want to be in. So he's trying to like kick the can as far down the road as possible, thinking that maybe if he gives, like if he, the worst comes to worst, you give Dak a monster deal that's fully guaranteed and he is a below average quarterback. It's like, oh darn, now that contract is on our books. But like you said, Clark, quarterback is a position that every team constantly needs at. And so even if you, even if he's a Jared Goff where he's got this massive or a Carson Wentz, who's coming off of one of the worst statistical seasons in NFL history at the position, getting paid a shit ton of money. And still there's a trade market for him because every fucking team needs a quarterback. And so the not paying Dak is just, there is no conceivable reason for it and and i i I mean i i share the podcast sentiment where it's like it is beautiful to watch this all just come collapsing down in jerry's face nick i don't want to put words in your mouth but you said he would have produced like a top five quarterback and to me that hits right on the head of i don't think dak is fantastic i think if we did a list he would end up like 10th or 11th and (laughs) when you're that you get paid you should i mean it's just like you said pete there's 16 guys that every that almost everyone else in the league would like to have on their team, and those guys get paid. Yeah, so. no, I agree with that. I, I think uh, off the top of my head, I, I have no issue saying, yeah, 10 or 11 in the league. But yeah, probably. Which is a huge um, compliment, by the which way. Which is a quarterback like, you pay a lot of money <laughs> for. Yeah. And the, the the I think the agonizing thing that maybe we're all most upset about is the way that they've allowed uh, Kellen Moore and like they've 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 actually set up a system that would be really good for a high volume passing attack it's you know it's not a a great player in a bad system it's like this is a great player in a great system with other great players too and it's it's all the more maddening that uh yeah that we won't that we may not get to see i mean if they franchise him okay but it's it's is it just an ego yeah i don't know i don't know it's so dumb it's so dumb uh, at least they paid Ezekiel Elliott a ton of money. Because when you can lock down number one running back, you do that. All right, let's move on in the news. Uh, Chris Godwin 
is expected to stick with the Bucks, and this is we're going to use this as a nice transition to talk about free agent wide receivers. According to Rap Sheet, the Bucks are expected to bring back uh, Chris Godwin this offseason. Still, we'll see if this actually happens. But if it does, do you like that, Nick, for Godwin's fantasy value in 2021? Because we didn't see a whole what we expected out of him, certainly in his first year with Brady. Well, how many other guys do they have? Um, here, I'm just looking at under contract. Right I know Mike Evans, Antonio Brown is a free agent. They're thinking of, they're trying to going to bring back Gronk. I think is a free agent. Cameron Brate's still on there. I think Cameron Brate has one more year. Okay, yeah, it is. It is only uh, Brown and, and Godwin. Um, I, I'd prefer this rather than finding out what the open market has. Uh, he could he could end up somewhere a lot less fortunate than than to be a part of the the Bucks offense. Yeah, I agree. The Bucks turned it on late in the year, uh, and they're they play an offense that can look really bad when things don't work because it's dink, 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 and then take huge shots. And when those huge shots don't pay off, it looks really bad. And we saw that a couple of times this year, but in their playoff run, we also saw what it looks like when it's good. So I think it's good for Godwin. I don't think it's good for Godwin in the, like, we were so excited he was going in the first round in startups, but he's, he's very good. And Evans and Godwin with anyone else out on the field makes for a fantastic receiver core. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to see what he could do as like the wide receiver one, but I think you guys both touched on it. It's a still, you know what you're getting with him there. And the two things I think of too, is that you could see, he could be a Juju Smith Schuster ish player where he's actually really kind of more of a souped up wide receiver two rather than a wide receiver one. And we'll talk about Juju later. Um, And also, you know, a full off season with Brady, that's not, you know, limited, like who knows what he could do in 2021. So yeah, I think on first glance for me, I was like, ah, I kind of want to see Godwin hit like land on a team where he would be the number one guy in an offense. But I think you guys are both make good points and are both right. That ultimately staying on the bucks, he's a known commodity there. And I think you can draft him with confidence at wherever he's probably going to go. Uh, he might have a little bit of an, he actually might have a little suppressed value, uh, given kind of how his season went and and he might be outperforming that, which I like to see that. All right, well, let's segue straight into then our ideal landing spots for wide receivers. Chris Godwin off the table. We're going to assume he's going back to the Bucks, since that's what the news is, but there are plenty of other wide receivers to talk about. Last week, we talked about ideal running back spots. So many free agent receivers out there who all could be sexy fantasy names if they go to the right team. We're only, and I say only lightly, going to talk about seven players. Um, so... Not all of them, but there are uh, a lot out there. We're going to start with the biggest free agent wide receiver, in my opinion, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, Allen Robinson. Nick, what is your ideal fantasy landing spot for Allen Robinson this offseason? So I, this is probably the receiver that I feel most strongly about as, as far as landing spot goes. Um, it's it's Baltimore. Mm, they, yes! they they desperately need an X receiver, and he's a guy who, who lines up all of the all over the formation too. And I, like believe it or not, Willie Sneed got uh, – he was on a two-year deal um, for $11 million. They paid Dez a million this year. They're, I think, number 12 in in cap space for uh, 2021. So, you know, they'll have to draft and develop a guy who can manage the slot as well. And Robinson ran plenty of rats out of the slot uh, in over the last couple of years in Chicago. So I think you, you get him as an X receiver. He can do everything, though. I, I, I honestly think he, he might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. 
we just haven't seen him with any halfway decent kind of uh, quarterbacking for his entire career. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Baltimore. It's, and I, I don't even really want to like consider other places. I think this is just the perfect place. for. We won't allow, we won't allow like that kind of juju to be put out into the world. I, I, right. in a perfect world for me, I've been harping long and hard on Allen Robinson uh, going to the Patriots, but fantasy wise, it makes zero sense since who knows who the Pats quarterback will be. So instead I hundred percent like Baltimore makes more sense than anything in the world. He will be instantly Lamar's favorite target. Uh, and fantasy wise, like he's the number one guy, Mark, Andrews becomes the number two in terms of targets. But for me, it also, I think it really helps Marquise Brown because he becomes this now what he is, which is a deep bomb home run guy that defenses have to worry about, but they also have to shade coverage to Allen Robinson. Marquise Brown probably gets a lot more one-on-ones. It's not like the weight of the passing game is on Marquise's Brown's, Brown's shoulders, um, which I think was is great for him because the guy's, you know, what he's going into his second year now, or third year, like the, yeah, like Give him, give him one of the best receivers to run alongside, and I think you're going to see both those guys absolutely eat in this offense. So to play devil's advocate here, as someone who can't go perfect three for three, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> I I believe in Lamar Jackson, and uh, one of my flaws as a fantasy player and fantasy analyst is once I believe something, I stick with it uh, for a long, long, long time like Josh Allen not being a very good quarterback. I stuck with that much to my demise uh, in fantasy (laughs) circles this season. But but I believe Lamar Jackson is an actual good quarterback. And what we saw this year was the anomaly of his career instead of what we've seen from it uh, basically every other year. Then having said that, he was awful as a real quarterback this year. He cannot do timing routes or precision passing that's just not what he does his deep ball has been beautiful for forever and Allen Robinson is as you said Nick like potentially the best receiver in the league like I wouldn't argue really hard against that he's certainly top five I think for free agency wide receivers there's a clear number one and then a huge tier break and then a clear number two and then there's like six or seven guys that are interesting and and Allen Robinson's absolutely number one I would like to see him go somewhere where there is a legit good quarterback. And just thinking about this quickly, there's still so many things going on. It's really hard to project these things out, but like, wouldn't it be great to have him go to Cincinnati and have Joe Burrow come back and have somebody that could actually play. Like that would be really cool. And then like, what if San Francisco gets a, someone not named Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback. Wouldn't he be awesome in the Andre Johnson role in that Shanahan offense? I'd be so excited to see where he goes because he's so good. And he's clearly the bell of the ball in this offseason. Yeah. I my favorite thing about doing this series is that basically every the right answer for everyone is San Francisco 49ers. Put anyone in that offense and they instantly be just come hugely fantasy viable. Uh but I love the Bengals call. Because I think the Bengals, while uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd have shown certainly the potential to be, you know, able to carry an offense, putting a guy like Allen Robinson along with those, like that just, you're right, Clark, that having, that would be such a great weapon for Joe Burrow to, to be able to throw the ball to. And, and it would put, you know, Tyler Boyd into the slot. And I think all those guys would still be able to get plenty of fantasy production for you. So I think that's a really good call. I had to uh, fight really hard saying Houston because he's the kind of player who everyone wants them him to go to their team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. And well, the Texans have a great quarterback in Deshaun. Oh, are 
Are they going to trade him? We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, Clark. You missed. I so many knows that I, I had to. I have to exude some of this. I have to. Be I really like watch this show. Half of the show, half of the guys on this show. Well, I guess three of the guys on the show care about their team, but two of them are like seriously in doubt as to whether or not their quarterback will say, I mean, I know Jordan says he has like no fear over whether or not it's going to happen, but like we could stoke that fear. And oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> same yeah. with Clark. Aaron Rodgers is gone. John. I hope you're okay with that. Aaron Rodgers getting traded for a third round <laughs> pick to the Patriots. It's going to be incredible. In a world where you get a like, 20 to 30 quarterback and first round pick for Carson Wentz. What do you get for Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? I mean, Deshaun, it has to be like four, three first round picks at the bare minimum. I just, I just don't think that. I mean, if you're, you're Bill O'Brien, it's like a punter and a bag of crackers <laughs> and like a third round pick. And Dude, David Johnson again, me. baby. Let's Dude, do yeah, this. No, honestly, like fire <laughs> miles. Somehow David Gaskin, Johnson gets, gets back into the trade. Gaskin and Matt Breida. <laughs> And <laughs> dude, the Clark if Watson's funny. If Watson's gonna go anywhere, I like I, I think it has to be Miami. They're yeah. there, it's too they perfect just, with the with the picks that they have. Like they because they can just send Houston's first and second round picks back to him. But he <laughs> won't then, but he won't though. You don't think so? I no, you because that's cause why you have a contract, so you can go, I'm sorry you're mad at me right now, but you're playing for us. Yeah, that I mean, that's going to be the really interesting thing. Like, um, I don't remember who I was talking to about this on Twitter, but uh, there's some exchange about like, if you're if you're Houston, reasonably speaking, how long do you wait? Mm. Like, do you go through 2021 with him holding out and just like, do you give up a year? I, it's probably worth it. <laughs> I would, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean I, yeah. <laughs> and this is by no way me siding with ownership. It's just like saying the government's going to extort about 25 to 30% of your salary from you. And we can talk about whether that's fair or not, but it's going to happen. I would love to. <laughs> I think <laughs> politics, pol- uh, politics podcast coming later this week. Yep. Stay tuned. Um, it's, uh, yeah, they, the, why the Texans haven't fired Jack Easter, Easter yet is beyond me. Those videos. If you haven't seen those videos, go find Holy shit. Jackie used to be talking about Jesus crip walking on water. And his stand up, like, and then you do, like, you know, there's a guy from Philly and he's talking about cheesesteak. Who is this guy? It's so bad. It's so bad. All right, let's get back to wide receivers. Um, Number two, let's talk about Juju Smith Schuster, who we were all had, you know, broke out, huge fantasy star with the Steelers, with Antonio Brown running alongside him. That wasn't the case, obviously, since AB has left. Uh, Clark, what's your perfect landing spot for Juju? Juju goes to Green Bay, and they become already one of the most potent offenses, and become a bat in a hundred here. Yes, a hundred. I think it. It just it makes so much sense to me. He playing with Rodgers next to Devontae Adams. He goes back into that kind of like souped up wide receiver two role, gives them a slot presence who can play inside, outside. I completely agree with you, Clark. It seems like a no brainer in both real life and fantasy. I had him down. Ah, my God, I don't even need to be on this show. You guys have all my picks. I love it. So let me, uh, I'm just going to a rapid fire. I got three and I'll do them really fast. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They got a new infrastructure coming in with urban Meyer D.D. Westbrook is a free agent. Keelan Cole filled in last year in the slot, and he is not very good. Philadelphia, Greg Ward is a free agent. I don't know if he showed enough to stay. Then they, they're they addicted to Alshon Jeffrey, too. 
who knows what's going on there. Someone explain that one to me. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, third one is Atlanta. Uh, Russell Gage is like, you know, he's a, a, just another guy, kind of slot receiver, but you put him in um, with, you know, he, 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 he struggled when he was the main guy. He was very good when he was the number two. If he's the number three, I would be really excited to see what that would look like. And I love offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. So I think that would be fun as well. Plus, I feel like that's the Falcons. You could do that as kind of a way to manage Julio's playing time to try to kind of uh, keep those hamstrings alive and well for an extended period of time is that maybe now Julio doesn't have to be a whatever 80 snap 80% of the snaps or 90% of the snaps you can interchange him with uh, Juju a little bit more I like those I like all three of those yeah I mean I don't have a personal vendetta against Juju Smith Schuster so I'd never send him somewhere like Jacksonville but other than that I like those takes All right, we got a bunch more wide receivers to still talk about, but before we get to them, let's take a quick ad break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Number three wide receiver we're going to talk about is a guy who I uh, was really excited I thought it could be a low key. If, if the Patriots didn't get Allen Robinson, I thought Kenny Galladay could be a prime target for the Patriots. And then Matt Stafford was like, hell no, I don't want to play with Matt Patricia. And I can only assume everyone on the Lions equally thinks that. So I'm throwing that out the window. Uh, instead, I like Kenny Galladay to the Jaguars. Uh, he gets to play with Trevor Lawrence, but also helps DJ Chark's value, my opinion, opening up that offense, putting Chark likely, like what we said about Allen Robinson and Marquise Brown, now DJ Chark is that Marquise Brown home run hitter, likely gets to see one more one-on-one scenarios. And also I feel like we've seen DJ Chark be a legit number one wide receiver before, which also could help take the pressure off of Kenny Galladay to be that guy as well and maybe help his body fully heal from what's been a, a pretty banged up uh, 2020 season. So the two of them, I think, vying for you know 1A, 1B in, in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence would be pretty nice uh from a fantasy standpoint what say you clark i know you love the jaguars well the the only thing that's been able to stop kenny galladay is kenny galladay unfortunately uh so i missed this on the list i didn't know that he was going to be a free agent but he's a he's a real number one so maybe send him to miami who's a team on the come and is lacking that big number one wide receiver wow and you know that clark like if Clark is saying that as Devonte Parker stand himself, then he he thinks that Miami needs needs another another wide that, receiver. I, I think that ship has has sailed. I think I think you are sadly sadly correct. I like the Dolphins too. I mean I think they need to, uh, unless they're going to sell the house for Deshaun Watson, 
if you're going to stick with Tua, you need to get another big playmaker there. And I think Kenny Galladay would certainly fit that mold really well. Nick, what about you? Uh, the ones that I had don't excite me. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll support Clark's message of Miami. Um, I think that even if Parker is capable of being a, a stud wide receiver, you kind of can't have too many. And Preston Williams is coming off an ACL tear. And I'm, you know, Jakeem Grant is not. We've also been waiting for Preston Williams to like be healthy and do his thing for now two years. So like, yeah, so go get, go get another receiver. Yeah. That, that sounds good. Miami. I like that. I like that call. Um, a wide receiver who the Titans didn't pick up his option and then he completely balled out and made the Titans wildly regret it. Corey Davis is a free agent. Uh, Nick, what do you think for, for an ideal fantasy landing spot for him? So in a fantasy world that doesn't exist where the Seahawks have a good offensive coordinator, <laughs> I think he'd be a great addition to Seattle. I think Tyler Lockett, like kind of he, um, Davis and, and Lockett operating as like, you know, number two A and two B kind of a thing would, would be really awesome. But the answer that I'm actually going with is uh, Cincinnati. I think that they've, they've kind of, they've got a, a decently deep core there. Um, and I, of course, no longer have their, their roster up, but with, with AJ green gone, it's, you know, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and they haven't shown enough commitment to Auden Tate, who I did think was going to have a a decent role at some point. Yeah. I mean, the thing is what's so weird about him is he has, he and T Higgins have like the exact same physical profile. It's Mm -hmm. very weird. I, I think Higgins might be a little bit faster, but um, neither one of the, their vertical is like jumping, like, a, like a tight end, like it's 31 and a half inches, which I've, the only other guy I'm aware of is, is Ridley who has that, but his shuttle drills and his 10 yard split are just like blazing fat. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he would go really well in Cincinnati. It's a deep receiving core. I don't think that he is like a real number one guy. I think he can kind of play that for you. If you have like Tyler Boyd's a terrific slot receiver. Right. I, I, yeah. I think he'd be good in that receiving core. Yeah, I think that's that's a great. I completely somehow I completely neglected to even com- consider the Bengals as a landing spot for any of my guys, and now I'm I am regretting it because that's a good landing spot. So that's a team that could use a, 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 some bolstering at their wide receiver position. Clark, what are your thoughts? Since we're a fantasy show, I will put this in fantasy terms. Uh, where these guys go will make zero difference to me, and I will just need to pay attention to not get excited if I think they go somewhere awesome or not get excited for the quarterback that gets the people that we're not going to talk about. Not that they're just garbage players or anything, but uh, there's going to be a lot of time in the off season to get hyped about these folks that are just from here on out, they are very much free agents for a reason. And that's Clark's final words on Corey down the rest of the show. <laughs> These Hell guys aren't worth my time. Check. Corey Davis. Get <laughs> out of here. Get out of here. On the Dunzo list. Oh. <laughs> I like Corey Davis going to Washington football team. They def- they need a number two guy to play alongside Terry McLaurin. And I think we saw Corey Davis, just like what you said, Nick. Corey Davis is probably not. Uh, reliably week in week out legit number one receiver but when AJ Brown was struggling or was injured or whatever he rose to that occasion in Tennessee but also was a great compliment to AJ Brown and I think Corey Davis would be a great running mate with scary Terry and and that offense needs I mean they desperately need pass catchers so he would be stepping into a huge workload from a fantasy standpoint which you would love to see with uh I guess Alex Smith is still going to be their quarterback comeback player of the year 
except for the one asshole who decided that Ben Roethlisberger deserved to vote for that. Was it who was the quarterback for the? I I knew we were heading into the off season when I saw it's like Ryan Kelly slated to be ready for for camp. <laughs> I was like, oh, here it comes. Like, yes, Ryan here Kelly. Comes. Ryan Kelly's about to lead whatever team to greatness. Right. It's like, oh, God. Okay. Turn are off we... those Roto World notifications. <laughs> We're good. Wait, are we talking about Chad Kelly? No, whoever the the or guy the, that Washington the traded for. Oh, uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. There you go. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Ryan Kelly's the, yeah. the, the, who, the center in Indy who had all that hype, but then he got hurt. No, even um, less interesting. Than that, the quarterback, the backup, backup quarterback. Ugh. I guess Chad, Kel- Chad Kelly, that could be fun. Chad um, Kelly, Chad Kelly was a he was the guy who like drunkenly stumbled into some rando's house, right? He goes hard no matter <laughs> what he does. That's right. Uh, for so for Washington, I was thinking Galladay, but I didn't want him to impede Terry McLaurin, so right, that's why I, I yeah, scrap. I thought I, I thought Holiday there too, but yeah, that's and Corey Davis to me was like the perfect. He's not going to come in there thinking he's a wide receiver one, but he'll be he'll be the perfect compliment to Scary Terry. Yeah. All right, Clark, why don't you take the lead on this second player because I know you love him. Uh, Will Fuller is a free agent. Where would you like to see your boy Will Fuller end up? So to fill a need for a team, I think that may fly under the radar that could be good because they've thrown the yoke of their previous suppressors off. Uh, it might be interesting to see Fuller go to the Jets to play opposite their kind of not very fast but efficient receiving core. And I think Sam Darnold is is good. We've seen what happens to quarterbacks when they play for Adam Gase. Like Ryan Tannehill is good now. Uh, Peyton Manning managed to Peyton Manning was be in charge, I guess. <laughs> He's average. Yeah, I mean, Will Fuller's coming off a PED extent um, suspension and is decent but i don't think he's a pure number one but i think he could be a deep threat for a team with a good quarterback so let's say the jets so um my favorite spots for him are, are indianapolis and tennessee i think with uh Corey davis leaving tennessee they need another downfield guy he can fill that role he also won't have to play like a ton because they're going to run so much um and then you know colts they're losing <laughs> ty hilton um yeah, uh, Fuller is a significant upgrade. This is Nick. Literally, Nick is just putting the middle finger to Clark, being like, "Will Fuller's best landing spots are in the AFC South, so that Clark has to see him play against the Titans." Di- it's so Christ. exciting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> He'll turn but, it around if that's where he goes for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, he'll magically be five. Will Fuller, everybody. <laughs> but the the problem, it like, can can he is he too fast for his hamstrings? Like, can he play? without taking performance enhancing drugs and if so or if he can't then why is this drug that keeps your tendons healthy illegal like right. let him inject that thing into it his hamstrings like, <laughs> i he, think it's you know, not if a drug is illegal it's for very good reason and we shouldn't question it signed uh, see, america good point good point yep we are, we're right. all moving to oregon but yeah i mean like <laughs> why 
Yeah, I know if 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 this is not testosterone, if this, this is this week's not, politics prod podcast is going to be lit, you guys. <laughs> I think no. So Clark and I should do our own politics podcast, and Pete and Jordan can do their own. Perfect. You guys are much more aligned. Uh, well, well, Jordan, my politics podcast is just going to be movies. We're just gonna. It's going to be like, hey, That's what right. do you think about this? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then we're going to talk TV shows and movies. It, what's so Clark and I? I think are like split down the middle like aggressively 50% in agreement politi- politically and then aggressively 50% not in agreement. It would be, uh, it would be a great podcast. I, <laughs> the people want it. The people, the people have been asking for it. Maybe in the off season, we'll let them, we'll let them get what they want. Um, I, without even thinking about this. <laughs> oh, that's how I was I like, ready for the pod in the off season too. <laughs> you without even thinking <laughs> I was I was just like, oh, you know what Will Fuller would be really good? I feel like he would be a perfect compliment. <laughs> I feel like he'd be a perfect compliment to, to DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like they'd play really well together. And then I was like, oh, yeah, of course, because they do play really well together because they played <laughs> most of their career together. But I would love that so point much. still stands. That, like, that would be worth would be, it. They would be great. And he would be great in Arizona. Kyle... Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray throws one of the best and most accurate deep balls in the NFL. They need a reliable number two receiver who plays better with Hopkins than the guy who's played most of his career with Hopkins. So with that, I, I was like, man, this is a really yeah. good landing spot, Pete. And then I was like, oh shit. They, of course, they have played uh, most of their career together. So anyways, I'm all the for the Cardinals. That, the one that might happen is Green Bay, but yeah. it, I think it depends on what they think of MVS who – I don't. I would not want Marcus Valdez Scantling anywhere near a football field if I'm the coach, because um, Rogers seems to love like, him. He'll just donut hole it like I'm open, or he'll make an incredible play. But I suppose if you bring in Fuller's hamstrings and MVS is just general <laughs> like extreme up and down. Packers are asking for it. Maybe Rogers is get, Rogers is out of there. That's yeah. how you get Rogers to ditch. <laughs> Deshaun Watson might hold out if Will Fuller signs with the Cardinals. Oh my that god. That would be fun to see. Oh, I I would just Deshaun fully commit to the Seahawks. So I think I don't do that. I think it was the uh the PFF guys um who were talking like uh they, they were discussing um Arizona as a potential landing spot for Watson. And like, would you take Watson over Kyler Murray? Absolutely. Would you give up like a first and Kyler Murray for Watson or, or more than that. I mean, I, I would, I would do that, but that'd be it. Interesting. That'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah. I Kyler feel like Murray's, a square deal for both. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. You give a first and, and Kyler Murray and then Deshaun Watson. That would be. Cause Murray's on the rookie contract, which helps a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. Does, and, does and Cliff Kingsbury then need to be though. a part of the trade? What's that? Does Cliff Kingsbury need to be a part of the trade? <laughs> Is Kyler only going to only going to play if Cliff Kingsbury is his coach? That's a good question. I don't know, but it, anyway, um, to talk about. that could be a lot of fun. That would, that would be pretty. Would you, Clark, as a Texan, would you accept Kyler in a first? I mean, I would not be happy about that as a fan. As okay. an unfeeling automaton, <laughs> it seems fair. As a okay. dead emotional. So if you were me, if you were me. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. As someone who doesn't enjoy fun. Yeah, we get it. 
Um, all right. Finally, is there a landing spot? We're going to talk about two elder statesmen of the wide receiver position who are both free agents. Is there a landing spot for either AJ Green or T.Y. Hilton that gets you all hot and bothered and excited about their 2021 fantasy potential? No. <laughs> I would like to take a different approach. I'm sure. more excited about T.Y. Hilton, mm. and I feel like a top a top 20 season means you started him five or six times with confidence. And that's, I feel like quite possible with T.Y. Hilton. Whereas I would be very, very surprised if AJ Green went on a run where for four or five weeks, we were like, yep, ranked top 12 for the mm-hmm. week. We're excited about starting him. Cause we saw it from Hilton last year. I mean, Hilton had that like two or three week stretch where he was a wide receiver one. Uh, when he was kind of like healthy and finally things were clicking. So Hilton just forgot how to catch, which I feel like can come back to him. AJ Green looks like the injuries have caught up to him. Yeah. What I, what I wonder about AJ Green is if he can just do not, not to the same extent, but he clearly doesn't want to be in Cincinnati. He did not want to play like the, the infamous clip of him, like where he just stops running when the ball is turned over. Like, <laughs> is he, is he Randy Moss in Oakland? Is it, mm. is it just that like, he's so fucking unhappy that he's just every, every play he went, all right, I'll do this to end my contract, but I do not want to fucking be here. And Again, he's he's not going to go. What do... team? What team is better at taking those players and making them do something than the New England Patriots? Than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Than the Tampa I, Bay Buccaneers? I mean, I just I don't know. He he as a player intrigues me far more than than T. Y. Hilton because I just wonder if he can put together like two. I don't know why I'm thinking of him so much, but like Brandon Lloyd, like he just does like two or three years where he's very productive in New England. In New England, yeah. Sorry, no person just showed up. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't. He's the most intriguing. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up. But Nick thinks he's somewhere. the most intriguing free agent in this class. Is basically what Nick's point was, and and he nailed it. That is. We cover all the bases here, folks. I think Ty Hilton for sure the best person to eke out value, and Nick disagrees. There we go. Everyone and Nick thinks and Nick thinks an AJ Green is a, a, a. You should draft him one on one. Is regardless of where he goes is randy moss exactly aj green Green is randy moss there it is wow uh i do i do love it when teams try to screw players and players give up though i do like that yeah it'd be i'd be like he'd be setting a a a precedent he'd be a role model for people to revolt against their generations fucking contracts yeah remember how Le'Veon bell was like that's what i'm gonna be and then it worked really well for Le'Veon bell Running back. He got gazed. He got gazed. He got gazed. gazed. Not Super Bowl champion Le'Veon Bell. You know who is a Super Bowl champion despite having played zero snaps in the last two Super Bowls? Two-time Super Bowl champion Lashawn McCoy. (laughs) He was hyping up Fournette and Jones. He was being a good teammate. Oh, I I have nothing against. Yeah, he was great. I just I think it's a truly impressive feat to win two Super Bowls back to back on two different teams and play not a single snap in the Super Bowl. Well done. That is, I mean, that's how you do it. Awesome. Well, there you go. Uh, Before we go, uh, I don't know if you guys listen or our dear listeners listen to the uh, Around the NFL podcast, but I have been a devout listener of the show for almost the last decade. Uh, And honestly, it's the podcast that got me excited about podcasting and really is the inspiration in my mind behind this show. Uh, I just quickly wanted to say, uh, sadly, this weekend, Chris Wessling 
uh, of that show passed after a long battle with cancer. And I wanted to take a moment just to send love to his wife, Lakeisha, and his son, Link, and the, and their families. Uh, and anyone else who knew him, I only interacted with him a couple times via Twitter. But listening to the show, uh, he's become a core part, and he became a core part of my NFL fandom. And losing him hit a lot harder uh, for me than I anticipated. Uh, he left an impact on me, something that I'm sure anyone who read, listened, or talked to him did. So I just wanted to take the moment to wish uh, well wishes to anyone who knew him and and to Chris Wessling, what rest in peace. I think he, uh, they, their family's got a, a GoFundMe to help yeah. pay for the uh, cancer treatments too. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's, and it's, it's doing well. I checked it this morning and it was, uh, like 67,000 out of a hundred thousand, um, fucking cancer. God damn it. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Blows. Yeah. So and you can, can find that. Give. Yeah. You can find that at the, I'm sure the around the NFL Twitter handle has that or any of the guys, Dan Hans's, uh, Greg Rosenthal and uh, Mark Sessler. I'm sure all have it tagged on their Twitter account. So with that, we're done for the week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and basketball shows. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark while you still have the chance before he deletes his Twitter account. <laughs> follow Nick. Working on Ginger- deleting all those old tweets right now, Pete. <laughs> and Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you next week. Until then.